cute and cuddly, and a pretty easy pet to maintain. Make no mistake about it, cats are trained killers. I'm sure all of you have gotten a glimpse at a cat when it gets fixated on something. They're total apex predators. They just come that way, no training required. And that being said, I can't imagine trying to train a cat. They do what they want and they could be real dicks about it. As a matter of fact, I can assume with the utmost certainty that all cat owners have uttered the phrase, you little fucker, to their cat at least once in their life. There are many of movies that have used our feline companions to scare us, but I don't think any have tackled the idea with as much brass as the flick we are discussing today. The 1992 hit, Sleepwalkers. This was the first Stephen King story wrote for the purpose of film, whereas his previous movies were brought to life through adaptations. Not only that, Sleepwalkers was directed by horror legend Mick Garris. With the amount of firepower this movie had on and off camera, I'm surprised it isn't discussed more. Hopefully we can fix that problem today by putting some respect on its name. So kick back and relax and let us entertain and educate you about your favorite vampire creature cat movie. This is Sloppy Horror Podcast, and this is our take on Sleepwalkers. Boom! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And back again for another week, clapping them cheeks, the best producer in the whole wide world, Mr. Ozark Mark... Ozark, how you doing this morning? We're recording in the morning time. We are recording in the morning time, which is fantastic. I have a fantastic hangover. This is a wonderful day for everybody. How are you all doing? I hope you all are doing good. But we're here for you, like we always are, because this is a Sloppy Horror Podcast, and we're talking scary movies, and we're here to entertain you, because you probably got nothing better to do than listen to us. So this is fantastic. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. What are yeah. we doing? What are we doing today, Christian Ramey? This is an exciting day, as they always are, but what are we talking about today? Aside from nursing our coffee and pre-workout, we are talking about sleepwalkers. This is a, it's kind of, I mean, it's a sleeper is what this movie is. It's not many people talk about this, and it should be talked about more. Obviously, within the horror world, I hear people discuss it all the time. But as far as like a uh, an impact, as far as during Halloween time, as far as TikTok, as far as other platforms that I see, I don't often see this movie all the time being talked about. And it kind of bothers me. So I definitely wanted to discuss it. And I felt like it was perfect for the rehab season. Because as I mentioned in the intro, this was Stephen King's first story he wrote for just a movie like everything else was like an adaptation somebody read the book and they're like cool let's make this a movie whereas this was the first time he's like writing a screenplay for a movie and all of those just have a book feeling to them they just carry like a book there's an innocence to them even though there's scary stories they're fun it's not rock your socks off scary and there's a point that i want to make because every time or a lot of times you hear people, you know, like, oh, what's the scariest movie ever? What's the one that's going to get you the most? And to be honest, that's not what it's always about. I mean, I'm not always looking for intensity all day. Sometimes it's Sunday afternoon, you're folding laundry, you gotta, you got to have a movie to throw on. You need something that's kind of matching the tone. And sometimes the Stephen King book movies, they're so rich with character development, and they're just, there's an innocence to them that I really appreciate and I like. 
And I think if you're going to be a broad fan of horror, you got to have a lot of different things. You know, you want a good laugh. You need some Return of the Living Dead. You want a good fucking terrifying uh, religious scare. Throw on The Exorcism of Emily Rose or The Exorcist. Throw on something. You want a good slasher, you go to something else. But this is just something of its own. It's a feel-good movie. It's almost like a movie you could watch with your, like, mom or grandma or something. You know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds weird, but it's just got that kind of tone to it. Yeah, this is... I've never heard of this movie prior um, to doing this episode. So, you know, you told me to watch it. I I, I watched it for the first time. Mm -hmm. So some of you, I'm in the same boat as you guys. (laughs) And uh, it's definitely interesting. It's definitely a different kind of movie. Um. You could definitely tell it's a Stephen King, but you were right. It doesn't feel like a normal type of Stephen King movie because you were right. It's not an adaptation. This is just strictly like a movie. It does not feel like a book. It, it It's different than what you're used to from Stephen King. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, it's a very interesting story. Um, it's a very weird story, too. I mean, yeah, these man. people's enemies are cats. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Like that's dude. your enemy is a cat. Yeah, I, it's it's a weird take. I've never I've never seen a story like this, or at least can't remember one like this. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting, very different type of movie here. Yeah, definitely its own originality. And I'll, I'll lay out a quick synopsis here for you folks who haven't seen it. So what happens is you have high schoolers here. You have, uh, you know, your girl next door, the sweet girl Tanya. She's a cool girl. She works at the movie theater. Um, there's a boy new to her school named Charles. How, how old is she supposed to be in this movie? I'm probably 16, but she looks 24 because she is 24. Good, because <laughs> she is a smoke show. Oh, yeah, that chick's super hot. I free, She's been in a bunch of shit that I don't watch, like Gilmore Girls. and a, There's people screaming right now, like, that's... And she has, like, a name I can't pronounce. Oh, okay. Is she? Okay. I'm sure I could, like, if I looked at it, I could, but just glancing it from the few times I always read it, I'm like, yep, not learning it. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I hear it pronounced, like, not learning it. (laughs) There's, like, yeah. So, but she's great. She's super hot. And um, there's this guy, Charles, that comes to school and also another (laughs) 24-year-old, like, this super handsome guy. He comes to school, and he's super charming, super nice guy. Well, there's a little foreboding going on because you see scenes with Charles and his mom, and there's some little creepy, weird, ancestral relationship going on. Yeah, they're banging yeah, each and- other, which is, which is, what's it? What? When did this movie come out? Nineteen ninety-two. Nineteen ninety-two. So that was odd. Now. Sad thing is, if you go on the internet, I know <laughs> that is the normalest shit ever. I'm stuck in the, the dryer. Ancestral. <laughs> I'm stuck in a dryer, step bro. Help me out. <laughs> God, what is it? That's I, like the hottest thing on the internet. A lot of oh. broken families. I guess so. The forbidden fruit kind of thing, I guess. But uh, man, they they let you know mm-hmm. that. They are in an ancestral relationship, and they come at you hard with that. So be prepared for, be prepared for that. Yeah. Um, so they're together, and you're kind of like, what's their whole scheme? Because this Charles is trying to uh, persuade young Tanya out on a date with him. He finally does. He reveals his true form to be a kind of um, – it's a creature almost, and these creatures – they suck the soul out of people, almost like a vampire, but not your blood. 
It's almost like a weird blue Oro light that looks very 1992-ish, but it's a lot of fun. And it's not there's not enough of it in the movie for me to really for it to uh, for it to bother me. They tastefully used it because I think they knew their limitations. Yeah, even it at only that point. it only comes up like once or twice. Exactly. So Charles and his mom are like these demon creature things that they call the sleepwalkers, and they almost look like uh, hairless burnt human-sized cats like they're like these melted bald cats like it's really hard to describe what the hell they look like but what they need to do is suck the soul out of people to stay alive to feed but their only enemy as ozark said is cats and there's a lot that's funny about this because anybody that cats. has cats like <laughs> knows that they are kind of like dicks in a way. Your like, enemy are cats. <laughs> that's such an odd enemy. I know. Dude. It's like that not one's... intimidating. Like cats are always like the cute one of the cutest animals. Like not everybody loves cats, but nobody is intimidated by cats. I don't think. So it, get, cats. it gets to a point where all these stray cats are aware of these people moving into town. And then, like, eventually these guys have, like, fucking 60, 100, cats like, cats in their, in their yard. And they're all like, <laughs> Could you imagine if you looked in your backyard? And there's just, like, 50 cats out there. You would be all like, is, babe, there's, like, 50 cats out here. You're high. Go to bed. No, I'm serious. There is cats out here. There is a lot of cats out here. There is something going on. <laughs> like there are fifty cats yes. in our yard. Could <laughs> like, you, man? You, I just want to shake a bowl of fucking. Like, oh, dude, that would be. <laughs> Don't imagine. Dude, a hungry cat is the most annoying creature. On the face that they'll wake you up. Oh, dude, I have both. I have cats and I have dogs. Yeah, I and mean, I have a very annoying dogs in the morning when they're hungry. I have one that does little three sixties on the bed all way and just fucking goes nuts in the morning. Doesn't matter. Cats, hungry cats are way more annoying because, like, one, if you wake, if the cat will wake you up, regardless, and it won't stop meowing. If you have one of those cats, meow. It's one of those long ones, too. And you know what the most annoying thing about it is? You try to solve the problem like I'm walking to feed your stupid ass. You know what they do? They stop right in front of your feet and try to murder you. They brush in front of you and shit. They brush in front of you. They stand right in your way. They try to murder you on the way. And then they stand in the way of the fucking food bowl. You're like, move. Like, move out of the way. Do you want this or not? And they're just like, like rubbing their body on the bowl. Like, you're like, Every single person. I don't care who you are. Every cat owner has cussed out their cat. You little fucker. Like, will you get the fuck out of the way, please? (laughs) <laughs> like they're always so <laughs> dramatic like and they're awesome for the fact that you really they don't require much but god damn it when they are hungry they will let you know and um they are like little lions man they are kind of interesting if you've ever seen like a cat roll around when it's like I don't know how friendly your cats are with your dogs, but like my cats and dogs are like brothers and sisters like they yeah, roll mine around too. like they'll all sleep they'll sleep back to back They'll spoon with each other, mm-hmm. all the things. When they roll around and fight, like, cats are, like, they, I don't know, dude. They just have, like, a crazy symmetry to them. And, like, they're smart. Like, even when they're play fighting, it's like a lion, bro. They go for your neck. They'll grab you and they'll go for your neck. Like, they know 
It's just instinctual. Have you ever seen a cat see a bird out the window? Dude, they make weird fucking noises, and they're... And you're like, dude, what's going on, man? And he's dude, they like, make like their own bird noises. I can't even do it. I don't know what that noise is, but she made it. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. And you, just... I saw. I used to have a house. When I was younger, I saw a cat eat a whole bumblebee. And you know what's funny? It's like some dogs are like just straight brute athletes, but for the most part, even if your dog's like chasing after a squirrel, if that squirrel is like, hey, fuck you right back, that your dog might do the and run for a second or might be startled or it's going to bring it to you. A cat is going right for the kill, bro. Like if it gets that thing it's getting, it's killing it. And it's like you could definitely see why they kept them in barns and whatever. And it's like kind of the Chucky element, like where Chucky can't kill you. Uh, you know, just toe-to-toe. But, like, if he's got a little planning, he could fuck you up. As we mentioned, there's 50 cats, bro. Like, there are scenes in this movie where there are gaggles of cats jumping on people, and that, I'm not saying it's scary. Hey, it's hilarious, because they add great sound effects in this, where it's, like, they're jumping on them, and they're getting them. But there is a really funny shot where the first cat attack scene happens, where Charles is like really, he reveals himself to Tanya, she almost gets away, cop tries to help, there's a big fight with Charles and this cop, well then all of a sudden this cat, this cop's cat, which we're going to talk about in a second, jumps on to this dude, and it's like, you know like how in Major League Baseball they have a logo, you know, or in NBA they have a logo of the guy with the ball, I want a logo of this scene of like the cat in air and like, cause he's got this perfect pose. As soon as the cat comes up, he's like, ah! <laughs> and the cat gets him. It goes right for his face. <clears throat> and they use this scene where, or like this, it looked, it doesn't look really fake, but it's hilarious cause the cat's head's like very like, <laughs> just attacking his face, dude. And I laugh from the deepest part of my soul when I watch it because it's just fucking funny, man. It's just funny. And I'm not not in an insulting way because this is directed by Mick Garris. He's a horror legend. The guy knows his shit. Critters 2, he did The Shining. Uh, not the original, but the Stephen King one. Dude's a fucking legend. The Stand. I just... It's just the cat aspect. If you're a cat owner... Could you imagine, like, if somebody came into your house and your cat did that, they're like, like, attacked your friend, and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) like, just went for the kill. Even though you would help him, you would, there would be a, there would be laughs. You'd be like, dude, I don't know what just happened. There's a funny video that circulated online, and I almost maybe feel like it was on Tosh.0 or something. No, that was something else. That was the other N64 kid, but there was a kid. He wasn't a kid, actually. I feel like he was like a 19, 20-year-old kid. Okay, whatever. He's unwrapping a present, and it's like a gaming system. I don't know if it's like a PS something or an N64. He's got something, right? And he's like freaking out, and this cat attacks the shit out of him. Like, it like <laughs> And this is a real video. This yeah. isn't a movie. Like He just got too excited, and this cat like literally like face hugger from Alien just jumps on his face and just... Like, just tears him up. And dude, like, head was leaking. It's so funny. Like, you have to watch it if you're looking up, you know, look up uh, dude, we brought cat in, attacks, dude, dude opening Christmas a, present. It depends on the cat. It's no joke. Cassandra, my wife, got attacked by our uh, <laughs> family's cats because we tried to bring a stray cat to them. 
because they said they would take it. Because that's what you do. You find a stray cat. It doesn't leave. You got to do something with it, you know. But that cat did not like other cats. So we tried to introduce them to each other. And this cat just goes at her and just launches and just bites the shit out of her leg. Like, she was leaking. Like, this cat launched on and, like, turned into a goddamn demon or something, dude. Out of nowhere. It just went fucking nuts <laughs> what about the old the, one of the most classic ones of that old school cop trying to sell that cop or sell that cat and he's like it's like a thing for the news he's like this little fella here could be a good pet for you or whatever and he has him on a leash yeah and he ends up crawling up his leg and bites him like right near his dick he's like <laughs> like dude rips this cat off of him like and the cat like if you have a leashed cat like this thing is just like spinning in so many ways. They're just funny fucking animals. They are very funny animals. Dogs are too, but they're a little more predictable. Like, you don't know what a cat's going to do. The the reason, like, when they throw a cucumber down and they, like, freak out. I've tried that. It doesn't work for my cats. I've wanted to try that for so long. It don't work. Mine, like, I I had a cat that didn't like oven mitts. Like, (laughs) did not like oven mitts. Like, if I walked up to them with them. Yeah, it was like ears instantly back and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like attacking me I'm like, <laughs> I know <laughs> where'd your hands go what the fuck <laughs> like that's the what they're oh he used to have fingers <laughs> you just didn't get it didn't make sense to him so we got this whole lay down of cats attacking these fun creatures what we need to talk about and there's going to be some more of this. Uh, you know, we're going to wait for our guys to come in later for some what do you know stuff. But there's a crazy cast for this, dude. I mean, it really, they're all great actors and actresses in this movie. Everything really, it doesn't seem, because it's not talked about like an A-budget movie. But this movie, when it came out, was the number one in the box office the week it came out. It didn't remain, but the first week it came out, it was number one. That's about usual for a horror movie, honestly, if it's going to make any kind of pull. It doesn't, because, I mean, you know, once you see it once, most people, you know, only need to see a horror, the horror movie once, because they're going just for that. So that's about normal for a horror movie to stay up there for like a week if it's a big one. Now, if that seems normal to me. Yeah. Now, you know? now if you're out in public and, and the uniqueness and the individuality to it, like if you're out in the grocery store or something, you hear somebody saying like, what was that movie with like the vampire cat people? You'd know immediately. You're yeah. like, sleepwalkers, dude. Like, they'd be like, oh, that was a good one. There is nothing else like that. I really can't put my finger on any other movie that really, um, there's been plenty of cats in horror movies that have done like the, you know, the foreshadowing or the foreboding, like the, you're like, what was that? And it's just like, oh, it's just marbles. And then they get their head cut off. You know, they ease you and then they get you. There's always a lot of cats in that sense. No, this is a very odd story, but it seems normal. Cats are the Does heroes. That, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the heroes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> dude, that would be that you would get them so many treats because cats never do anything to save you. So, like, if you were outside about to get fucked up by some people and, like, your cats came to the rescue, you'd be like, oh, my God. Oh my god! Like you antici- like you can't even wrestle with family. Your dogs freak out. Like you know they're gonna come and like bite you, or they're gonna police you at least. But a cat, I feel like they can watch you knife fight, and they're like, whatever, dude, whatever. I'm gonna eat your body as soon as it hits the ground. <laughs> like he, like I don't care about you anymore. He comes to save you. A group of them. That's 
If I would feel so honored, dude. I would walk around like Ace Ventura. That that would be my thing. Like I'd be like Catboy, Catman at that point. I don't, you know, Catboy. Yeah, like like PJ Masks. You know, Catboy. <laughs> like, that would be me, man. Um, yeah, dude. Holy shit, that's just really fun concept. So you got a lot of cameos in this movie, which we'll get deeper into. But for 1992. I do want to say the special effects, there are limitations in certain parts of it. But honestly, like even the face morph scenes, because it it kind of reminds me, uh, you know, I'm showing off my nerdism a little bit, but some people out there, listeners, might remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer. When they would change from human to vampires, they had like that cool face switch. And it was done okay. I mean, for 1992, I wasn't watching it super pissed. Like it wasn't like, oh my God. So, it has its limitations, but without people being adventurous at that time frame, you wouldn't have the stuff we have now. But there were some pretty cool scenes. Like, they had the ability to make themselves invisible if they really concentrated hard enough and like, whatever they're in. So, dude, like, made his whole-ass car invisible, just, like, on the side of the highway when he's getting chased by that cop, Andy. And I'm going to go out there. Andy is probably my favorite character in the movie. Yes. And his cat Clovis. Yes, those are my, that, 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 <laughs> I agree 100%. There's nothing funnier than a grown man <laughs> driving. Yeah, what's up, Clovis? Yeah, get that motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> like to a cat. He's this grown-ass man, and he loves this cat. Mm-hmm. And first off, I don't know what police force is letting you ride around with the cat, but that's cool. I like that. That's a lot of fun. But he has an encounter with this guy, uh, with the sleepwalker. Charles does, this cop does. They have an encounter, and Charles does the face morph when he sees Clovis. Because obviously he's afraid of cats. And the cop's like, yo, what the fuck? And he chases him, he's trying to catch him, and he can't, like, dude disappears because he makes his car invisible. So he goes back to the police station, and he's telling everybody, like, yo, I don't know what I saw, but his face was like a blur. And the other cops are like, <laughs> that one cop was funny. He's like, Andy, you've got a whole lot of vacation time coming to you. <laughs> like, because he's talking crazy. And he's like, sounds like you had some grit in your eye. Why don't you go back? And once we finally catch this guy, why don't you leave out that whole part about his face being a blur? Like, they're like, dude, what are you on? He's like, okay, but I'm going to go find this guy because I didn't like it one bit. And Clovis got to look at him, and he didn't like him one bit neither either. Clovis, (laughs) that's your cat's name. Clovis. He didn't like him one bit either. It's such a funny name to hear him say, what's up, Clovis? (laughs) And then, like, the fact that he was the one that attacked Charles at first. He's just a squeak cat, and then, wow, like, he leaps out like a fucking, like a badass And what's crazy is when they're attacking these sleepwalkers, they eventually catch on fire. If they get enough attacks from the cats, it like burns their flesh and eventually they erupt into flames, which is crazy. That is crazy. I know, dude. Like, because he was burning up. You remember like Clovis attacked him and he's like literally smoking from the face and he makes his way home and he's like, Mom, my face is so hot. (laughs) And when he's kind of, like, decomposing and looking all messed up, he looks pretty cool, especially for 92. Like, it's all makeup effects. It looks pretty sweet, man, pretty creepy. Like, kind of like, if you were to see this as a kid, you remember that. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know about these guys. This is strange. Like, they got a a, a whole look to them. 
and nothing like you've ever seen before. There's no other creature I can really parallel it to within the horror community. So, definitely a lot of fun in that sense. Who's your favorite character? You think uh, Andy, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty fun. It's Andy. He's the funniest one. Yeah. The, His scenes are hilarious. You know who else we, uh, what's his name? Glenn Shaddix? Is that how you say that guy's name? The guy that was in Beetlejuice. He played Otho. Uh, he was the mean teacher in this. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The dark-haired guy. So that guy's dead now. Uh, Glenn Shaddix. Yeah, that's right. That's his name. Um, He passed away. But this guy, I loved all the movies he did, dude. Do you, Did you ever see that one with Michael Keaton, Multiplicity? Uh, where he made a bunch of clones of himself. If you haven't, oh, that's a real funny one. Wasn't wasn't he in Dustin Checks In? Dustin Checks In, bro. Yeah. Yes, he was. He had Neil, the little dog. He's like, <laughs> I named him Neil after Neil Armstrong. He plays that character. <laughs> He's played that kind of character in like half of the movies. Dude, it's great. Yeah, that guy was a lot of fun. Um, and I thought his role in this movie was really perfect. Uh, he was definitely a bad guy. And one thing that, I mean, obviously, once we get into the rating, we'll get, like, a finer number to it, but there's some great gore in this. Glenn Shattuck gets his hand ripped off. Like, and then he runs away through the woods. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's going to help. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no one was expecting that no. part. Mm-hmm. No one was expecting that part. Because you get the weird mom and son relationship, and you're like, okay, this is weird. And then the principal is like, yo, I, I like, I know you're not from where you say you are. I know you're yeah, not you who thought, you are. Yeah, you think there'd be a showdown later and not just settled right then and there. Bro ripped his hand off. Like, it was it, it was a lot of fun. I definitely like that. And you know what else we got in this, Mark? Death by corn on the cop. <laughs> have you ever seen somebody dead by corn? You have now. No. You have. <laughs> they got eaten one too. Just stabbed just, There's nothing funnier than seeing somebody dead on the ground with blood pouring out of your back, and it's a piece of corn that you got stabbed <laughs> with. <laughs> And not a sharp corn on the cop. Just a, a dull ass. You got killed by starch. <laughs> yeah. by starch. Size of like a paint roller, just like yeah. Ugh! <laughs> right through your spine. Like <laughs> Ow. <laughs> right. Mm. So some great um great gore. I, I love this whole um I mean from the special effects of them as the creatures when he's bleeding out to the cat attacks. Very tasteful. Very well done. And honestly, I think out of all of Mick Garris's movies, this is probably the one that I like the most. Um, I, I definitely enjoy his podcast a lot, his postmortem podcast. I listen to that, and anytime he talks about this movie, I'm like, ah, oh, man, we need to do this. So I'm glad that we're finally here. We're finally here telling you stuff we know about this movie. Is that the segue? Okay, I think it's going to pop up right now. Well, hey there, hi there, there, welcome to the What Do You Know Here, this is the segment here where we're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie. Now, you know the spiel, do I have to do it? Do I have to do the spiel? I'm gonna do the spiel here. 
I'm going to tell you right now. If you don't know what we know, you're about to find out what we know. But if you know what we know, we're going to know together. But no matter if you know or if you don't know, but you're about to find out, you know what we all know together. It don't matter. You're going to have a we know gasm here. Yes, it's going to feel brain. It's going to ooze out fucking knowledge. So why don't you tell me something about this movie that I may or may not know here? Look here. I'm trying to look. So we was, you know, they was talking about some cameos here. Cameos. I love this in horror movies. I love when people do this. I love this. So what we got going on? Well, Ada's the Stephen King. He comes in after this accident happens. The Stephen King, he does a little cameo, and he's saying, like, look, it's not my fault a bunch of horny teenagers come in here. And he tells, like, three or four people in a row. It's really funny, and everybody's like, don't tell me, tell him. <laughs> and, like, he just keeps and does the same spiel. It's a good little spiel. But every one of those people that keep telling him to go to another person, they're all horror legends, okay? What do you mean? Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper. Okay, Joe Dante. Joe Dante. We've discussed him so far this season already, okay? And then, on top of that, on top of that, we got all these guys together. They're making little cameos. And John Landis, American Werewolf in, in, in London. So w- what's neat about this to me, even though this is 1992, and there's been some movies out for some time, it's easy to be a hater if you're, rec- you know, if you're an artist. You know, if you're like, you know, if you're a music artist and somebody asks you about another band, you're like, oh, fuck that other band. Like, that makes sense. Or like, whatever. So it's kind of cool, like how Wes Craven and Sam Raimi, how they featured each other in their movies. It's nice to see everybody working together and saying like, hey, look here, we're making a good movie. Because all these guys were on set and they were helping out. So this movie is like, kind of like, I mean, it's Stephen King and Mick Garris, but it's just got the little touch and fingertips of horror legends throughout the whole thing. And it's kind of a cool cool little uh, ensemble, and it's something that you might miss if you weren't a horror nerd like myself. So, there you go. I totally missed it. I did not see it. I recognized Stephen King. That was about it. What a fact. I did not know that. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, what do you know? I know something here. Let me tell you something here. Okay, so we're talking about the girls in this movie. Our parents. Which one, Tanya? Yeah, Tanya. Okay. Tanya's parents. Okay, you see them. their parents, you know, for about, you know, maybe an eighth of the movie or something they're in. Yep. Uh, her mom and dad, you know. You recognize these people? I think I know where you're going you think here, you, you know where these people are from? These are the same parents. Mm-hmm. That are in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. These are Ferris Bueller's parents. That's that's amazing. Did you fucking know that? Look, you didn't know that at all, did you? Look, that's something for your ass. And let me sprinkle something else in there, Mark. You know they got. You know. You know, they had an actual marriage. These two people. These two people got married for real. So in the time of this movie, they were actually married. I guess they had such a fucking fun time making Ferris Bueller. They said, let's bang for real. Let's bang for real. Let's make this thing official. That's like a real-life love story. How how romantic. Yeah. Hey, they should make a movie about that. Look, we're boomers. We can get five marriages. It's not a big deal. No big deal. Our yeah. kids will be okay. Yeah. Not a big deal. We'll see what happens. Boom, here we are. Here we are. Kids are in a basement wearing hats. What are you going to do? I hope you're proud of. <laughs> I'm proud of you. 
Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, those, that's, that's some good facts. <laughs> those are great fucking facts. I don't know if I have any other facts. You got any other facts? Well, I can sprinkle in this. They do know. I know originally they had another director for this movie, but that director tried to pull some real cowboy shit. That seems to... like a very common fact mm -hmm. with these movies is directors, or not the original directors. It was supposed to be some director, but it turns out to be somebody I guess, else. I guess this other guy. It's a very was, common thing here. Yeah, this other guy was actually enough of the part where he was changing the script up. And that's a bit, I mean, you got Stephen King. You don't go around changing a script up on Stephen King. That's not how it works. Mm -mm. And like, what's strange is like, you know, when you go to the ratings of this movie, like a lot of people, uh, the reviews aren't that great. The audience score is great, but a lot of people, you know, ranked on it. But I, I, I highly disagree. I like cats. I like cats too. Yeah, sure. Scrambles and marbles. Is that... <laughs> is that... <laughs> yeah, those are fun boots. <laughs> it's just boots. <laughs> I love when people fucking name their cats regular people names. Yes. Like Larry, Tom, yeah. you or Bill. You Frank? Yeah, Frank. Fucking Frank. Come here, Frank. <laughs> what Frank are you doing? was the funniest name. Anyways. That's good stuff. Is that, that's great stuff. Yeah, are there any more facts in your goddamn head that you know here? I'm hungry. Oh, okay. That's great. Me too. Okay. We're going right. to send it back to the other guys because you know we're done here. We got to get out of here. Mark, you remember uh, Sock'em Boppers? They, they, they were like inflatable gloves. You can get them in a pool. Yes. They had like a sponge on them and you could just haymaker the shit out of your loved ones. Yes. I guess I loved sock and boppers. Yeah, I, I guess there's a reason they don't they're not out anymore, but we we used to love those things. Yes, those were awesome. Yeah, man. Let me ask you this question here. Yeah. Have you ever been to a place, somebody else's house? Have you ever wiped a booger on their couch? Mm. Or left a booger behind in somebody's house? Have you ever done that? Because you know there's a time where you just gotta pick your nose and you don't know what to do with it, so you flick it. In somebody's house. Have you ever done that? Maybe not in the house, but I definitely am a fan of the snot rocket. You know, it needs to happen in public sometimes, and I don't care. Like, it, it's just in there, especially in the wintertime when you're, like, sniffling and shit, and you're like, bro, this got to go. I don't have a fucking napkin or a paper towel or anything in my pocket, so you just hit it with the quick, like. Dude, it's so satisfying when you get the snot rocket and it comes out clean. Oh, yeah. And, and like, I think... If you're a real one, you would see somebody. Expect you got to do it professionally. You can't be over there looking like you're in overalls. You can't. You can't be doing that shit. But if you do the clean, you know, the clean snot rocket, you know, from a distance, I will look at you and I'll say, "Good day, sir. Good job. Good. Job. Yeah, that's good. That's good." How how bomb is it in the morning? To take a piss, brush your teeth, and blow your nose. Those three things, you're back to life somewhat. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, if I don't blow my nose, I feel like a Thanksgiving Day parade float. Like, I have to blow my nose, dog. Dude, there's legit sometimes in the morning where I will literally pee for two minutes straight. Mm -hmm. Like, it just does not stop. You're like, what's going on here? What I happened? <laughs> How is this in there? I don't know. Where's this coming from? What's happening here? Then your cats probably bug you because they're hungry. Oh yeah, yes they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what what a fun concept we have here. We're laying it down. Um, I guess I, it's important for me to ask Ozark Mark. I mean you or you to ask, what's your favorite part? 
Andy talking to Clover or Clovis. Yeah. In his car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just is. so funny. What's up, Glee Clover? Yeah, you want that? You get that mother. Like I said before, like him, he's just so funny the way this man, this grown police officer of a man, is riding around and playing with his cat. <laughs> It's like it's, it's just it's so funny to me. We can't go this whole podcast either without talking about that. Uh, and Mick Garris says he's like, I've never shot a music video, but he says uh, I did shoot that awkward dance scene in Sleepwalkers. <laughs> you know where the girls dancing? Yeah. There's a killer soundtrack to this movie. First off, they got that uh, Sleepwalk. You know that one from La Bamba? That din 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 din. Like that. It's just a classic beat. I love that song. Um, and then. What, bro, they're bumping Enya, and like that beat has been used for like eight different songs. Like that, dude. I can't tell you. I cannot tell you how bad I wanted the food, the Fuji's, <laughs> just to come in. Just ready, ready or not, not here I come. I'm, you I'm can't hide. I'm gonna find you. God, <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. I was like, I, you remember? Even I was like, the song hasn't even come out yet. But I was like, is Fuji's about to fucking blast this movie and this movie? Like oh. that beat was forever. You remember when we were in high school that Mario Winans dude? I don't wanna know. Listen, if everybody. Everybody hears this beat, and unfortunately, they don't. Very rarely do people think of Sleepwalkers. You're not going to think of Sleepwalkers no. when you hear this beat. You're going to think of something else. Everybody hears something else of what this, <laughs> except for the original, because it's been used so many times. You can't say '90s more than Enya. They make that weird ass music, dog. But it's like kind of cool. Like it's kind of cool in a sense. Uh, you know, it's definitely '90s as shit. And uh, what's um? And, and then what's she dancing to? Do you love me? Yeah, that's a jam. Oh, Do yeah. the mashed potato. Everybody, I mean, mashed potato. Don't put that on and don't dance. I dare you. Don't move a muscle. You can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite part, Christian Remy? Man, this is a tough one. Um. This is a tough one. Like, my, my heart wants to say, like, that scene where uh, Charles reveals himself to Glenn and then rips his hand off because the whole tone of the movie really kind of switches there. But I'm going to have to go for that final showdown because, as you mentioned, Mark, um, Charles and his mom have been hurting these cats because they got traps around their house. And then a couple come in and his mom, like, straight breaks their neck. So it's pretty satisfying because Charles, you kind of feel for a little bit because he didn't have a choice and he's young, but the mom's a total butch. And these these cats, dude, they come in and they fuck her world up. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen because, A, there are real cats in this jumping. And then, like, you know, there are puppets and things used, like, on the body, but, like, there are some real cats in here. So, like, that had to be the craziest day of filming. How do you train cats? How do you get cats to do anything? I don't think you can. Bro, you deserve an Oscar just for cat wrangling. And they're outside. Like, they're not in a house, bro. Like, these are in a field. Like, good luck keeping these cats sitting there. Like, I'm just so perplexed by all that. And then they all attack this lady. And it's so... 
what would you do, bro? Fucking 50 cats jumped on you. Like, that would be, and they're tripping out these cats. They're making those wild, like, oh, yeah. The high pitch. And it's so crazy. So I really enjoyed that scene because it was like uh, something I'll never forget. Then she ends up burning up in flames. And um, I just, I'll never forget that, man. That that That's probably the scene that stuck out to me. But I really do enjoy the scene where uh, the, the principal or that teacher gets his hand ripped off. That's a lot of fun. Just because that was like. You know it was kind of creepy, and you know it's a scary thing, but like that, like made it like a yeah, bro. There's gore in this movie. We ain't playing games up in here. We just ripped his hand off, and it didn't. It wasn't a casual. He looked up at his arm. <laughs> there's like it's like spurting blood. There's bones sticking out. And yo, what about? Because there's a cop in here, young Ron Perlman. You know, yeah. Hellboy. Um, yep. He's in this. And there's a part where the mom, she wants to... How is he... How did this man become an actor? He's so weird looking. That's probably why, bro. He's so odd looking. Yeah, that's probably why. He's got this... uh, I watched this weird show where he was like a judge. I feel like it had like angel or demon or devil or something in it. I don't remember. I don't remember. But it was... uh, I remember watching it. It was halfway decent. I just stopped watching it. Anyways, he's a cop. He's trying to stop this mom for, from dragging Tanya's body away into a car. And he's like, you stop right there. She straight bites his fingers off, bro. And then when he goes to, like, hit her with his arm, she grabs his wrist and snaps his forearm. And, like, the bone pops out of the skin. It was, like, pretty fucking gnarly, like... Since the movie has that book tone and, like, that innocence, you just aren't expecting that level of, like, oh, oh, like, okay, like, this is okay, and it's just enough, man. There's a there's a wide variety of injuries in this movie and enough to keep you going. They're, they're consistent enough. It's not like it makes you wait an hour for them. Like, take, you know, it's got, like, kind of a perfect pace to keep you, like, uh-oh, what's next? I wish I could just look at a car, shoot it once, and explode. Oh, yeah, 90s magic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> who, who came up with that concept that if you shoot a car, it'll just explode? <laughs> I, yeah, man, I, I think, uh, A, video cameras being out, and then, like, even, like, not, like, in a weird term, but, like, 9-11, like, you know, you see it, things of that nature happen. You're like, oh, well, I saw that happen, and I know what happened. So you can't, like, convince me that, like, so <laughs> you shoot a car, it's going to explode. Those 80s and 90s explosions were just like, <laughs> you're like, dude, did you just catch the ocean on fire? I don't know if that's possible, bro. Like, what was that? You just blew up a naval carrier, and now the Atlantic Ocean is on fire. Like, I don't know if that's how that works. But in the same light, it made for some good entertainment. And you know probably a lot of fun to shoot. Like, seriously, dude. Like, we talked about that with the American Werewolf in London. Like, that final scene, like, that final, like, showdown where everything's... How fun was that day? Yeah, it was probably busy and hectic. But, like, when you look back in life, that's, like, probably one of the most... As a creator... When you're, like, balls deep into making something that, like, to the everyday public, if you were to go into a restaurant and you're like, yeah, man, uh, well, I'm making this, like, vampire cat thing. He's going to catch on fire today, and we got to wrap that up, and all these cats are going to jump on him. It's a lot of fun. we got to – they'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? What? 
So when you're like, yeah, man, I'm going to go talk scary movies on a Saturday morning and we're going to lay down a podcast, people are like, huh, until it's something, you know, until it's something. So I appreciate that energy that people put into um, passion projects because, like, movies like these don't have to exist. Like, Batmans have to exist. Certain movies just have to exist. Love movies, whatever, but, like, horror movies do not. The vampire cat creature movie didn't have to exist. But people in their heart said, look, we're going to throw this together, put a lot of passion into it. And I, I don't know, man. I, I think that's kind of cool to me. Um, just as a person who has put a lot of energy into random passion projects and it's late in the night and you're like, what am I doing? And you're like, oh, okay, all right, stay focused. <laughs> like, you know, because if you start thinking about it. But, like, even that shot behind you, that's a great picture you picked, by the way. Like, that's some good work, man. That's some great work, man. That's A lot co- of hours went into that. Yeah, I'd love that mask. Like, that would be a cool-ass mask to have down here. Could. That's absolutely. Absolutely. I'm curious, Christian Ramey. Let's get into a rating for this bad boy here. Sloppy horror rating, baby, yeah! whoopity da dee doo 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 Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're here for the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. We're here to rate this movie as a horror movie, not as a movie in general, but as a horror movie. I'm not going to do it. Christian Ramey's going to do it. He is the horror nerd. He knows his stuff, and he's going to give you a 10-point system here for the movie Sleepwalkers, 1992. How does that work, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. I'm glad you did ask because, you know, you got to know. We do this in a series of four categories. Tree to categories worth three points. Last categories worth one point four a total of ten points altogether. Yes, it is. So let's get let's uh, let's let's tackle this bad boy. Let's get this going. You know, let's just get the day started. Let's I mean, do let's it. get a jump on it, and that's hey, let's just get on it, guy. Let's let's rock and roll. <laughs> hey, big guy, we got a big day ahead of us. All right, make sure you get your shoes on, champ. We got a lot of stuff to do. <clears throat> I know I hit old if I ever do something and I say, let's rock and roll. <laughs> Bro, I I am so old. I am so old, dude. There are times I have left my kid, like, you know, t- saying stuff at their door frame, like, all right, well, we got a big day ahead, so just make sure you rest up and, you know, get yourself all tucked in. A big day ahead of us. And I'm, like, thinking, like, we don't have anything to do tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Let's get on to the first category here in the Sobby Horror Podcast rating. That is casting. Look, dog. That chick that's in everything, and I can't pronounce her name, that played the smoke show Tanya in this. Amazing, bro. Like, we've just mentioned all of these actors and actresses. You got Ferris Bueller's parents. All right. They're pretty awesome. All these horror legends. You even had Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. He made a cameo in this at the beginning. He was one of, like, the paramet or the cops. Pretty cool. When they find the body initially, like the crime scene afterwards. I can't go in enough on why casting matters, and they used to. It used to be a thing. Like I remember, Ju- <clears throat> I did read something that Julia Roberts was considered to be picked for like the main girl. They used to do a lot more into casting. Now it's just like who's it, who's popular. You want to get Kevin Hart and put him in our movie? I'm not saying that these aren't good movies or Kevin Hart can't act or anything of that nature. Just the structure of the business has changed, and I feel like they would really went harder because. You had to rely a lot more on your story. This is a three to me, dude. This is 100% a three. I love every character in this movie. Thought the mom, thought son killed it, like Charles and his mom. Thought they were great. Thought everybody killed it. And what book character names you have? Charles Brady, Mary Brady, 
Tanya um, Robertson, isn't that her name? <laughs> like fucking like, Charles. <laughs> first off, I'm glad you said that real quick. Nobody says because isn't in Beetlejuice isn't isn't the guy's name Charles too? The guy who owns the house, the dad's name in Beetlejuice Charles. Nobody so. says Charles like him. No. Charles. Charles. Dude, he adds like nine A's in there. <laughs> Charles. I love the way he says Charles. <laughs> Charles. Hold on, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of that. Okay, so three out of three That's for casting. Tree. tree for casting. <laughs> That's three out of ten so far after one category. We're going on to the second category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is... <laughs> <laughs> Shut Why up. Why is that so funny? Charles. That Mom? is kill. <laughs> kills. So, I was... Rewatching this again last night, and I was thinking, like, man, I don't want to be like just because I like this movie to like give it a high rating on kills. But dude, you got a corn on the cob death, you know, you're ripping hands out here, you got bodies catching on fire, okay? Even like went after the parents, you know, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different scenes in here where people are getting torn up in a different variety of ways. Mark, I want your assistance on this one, okay? This is always the category where I like help with. Sure. Um, you want help? You want my help? Yeah, you I want my really, opinion. Yeah, I, I just think the, it's a. I I think it's a three. It's not a three. Um, I don't consider it a three. Uh, let's see what the f we got. We got a gunshot to the cop. Mm-hmm. Dude, that pencil to the ear. I know he didn't die right away, but like right. he almost died. We got we got a man gets his hand hand ripped off and eaten. Mm-hmm. That's two kills. What else do we have? We have um, a couple cat deaths. We have Charles ends up catching on fire. Both of the sleepwalkers catch on fire, so that's like four or five, right? Mm-hmm. So, but she gets she comes in. Well, I get I don't. She doesn't kill Tanya's parents. She just beats their ass. And some guy gets stabbed with corn. So that was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, I think the levels of them aren't aren't up there for a three. Okay, just maybe because, the gore. And Ron Perlman. Well, the gore, yeah, but, I mean, just the intense. Like, they're not intense kills. They're just there because they have to be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the kills isn't emphasized. Like, that's okay. not the main focus. They're just like, oh, here's another kill. It's like, no, this scene is all about the kill and how he's doing it. No, she's like, he stabs him and he's gone. So it's like a there's subcategories within the kill category. Because you are very correct. This ranks very high within the variety of kills, but not yeah. the intensity of kills. Right, so, so that's why I give it a two, because a three out of three is like... The, the kills, that's something that makes the movie is the some kills. like hostile to shit. Yeah, and the kills don't make this movie i think other elements in this movie make this movie more than the kills do Very but they're good still point. good there's still a good amount of kills they're still there to give you a two i yeah. would say let's, it's a two let's go two that's like a solid two that's a that's a solid two thank you so that's five out of ten so far here on the sloppy horror podcast rating of sleepwalkers we're going on to the final tree point category here and that is fear not very scary um just for the fact that everyone has cats around. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're going to be good. If you got cats, there ain't nothing to fear. If you got a couple cats, bro, you're in, you're, you're, you're like a boss levels, bro. Mm-hmm. Your crazy aunt, she's in the crazy, she's like a war general. 
She's got 12 cats, bro. She's ready for war. You know, so not scary. Maybe frightening elements if you're a young individual. And we'll let Mark maybe tell how young that is. But um, I'm going to give this a, a one. It's like Because I don't want to give it a half a point just because they did so well on the makeup and the gore. That, like, I don't know, maybe if you're young enough and you see this at the right age, like, this is definitely something, like, if someone our age said, like, yo, I watched that as a kid and it fucked me up. I'm sure it is. So I'm I'm sure every horror movie has fucked somebody up. So I'm going to give it a one out of that principle because the the gore was done tastefully and there's some good makeup and it's honestly a rich little story there that they got going on. And if you get caught into it, you're like, okay, this is an enthralling story enough where it's got me on the edge of my seat yeah it's more interesting than it is fearful yes so that's great so that's one point so that brings us to six out of ten here and we're on to the final one point category to see how many po- you know you know you know what we're gonna switch this category are we switching this category yeah you're well, just like, breaking all the rules here you can just go fucking rogue here okay no 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 this what is, is it this well here's the thing well a i always like your input. I mean, usually I'm going to have a pretty, like, if I feel a certain way, I would say it. But, like, I like your input. But we should do this as a half a point for each of us. Do we fuck with it? Because that would be, that's our podcast. Okay. So it would be a solid, uh, I, and then most of the times what we're we both to, agree. Uh, all, right, all right, let me try and figure this out here. i got to make a spiel for this real quick. Da, da, da. All right. Then we're going to move on to the final category, and that is do we fucks with this movie for a half a point each for a total of one point, if it's possible. So, Christian Ramey. Do you fucks with this movie? I do, Mark. That's a half a point. Mark? Now, now you got to ask me. Ozark Mark, do, do you fuck with Sleepwalkers, 1992? I fuck with Sleepwalkers, 1992. Yes. See, that's more fun because it's going to keep people on the edge of their seat. I know. They don't know what's happening here. Yeah, well. I, I don't th- even know what's happening But here. picture if we have a nine and a half, the pressure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> why am I fucking anxious about that? It's a fucking podcast horror movie but rating, but I'm intense about it. Yeah, man. That would be intense. That would so, that, so that brings us to the final score for Sleepwalkers is 7 out of 10 on a sloppy horror podcast rating uh, for that. And that is a good score. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good score for what it is. It's a good movie. You guys will enjoy it. I would highly recommend this for like a – this isn't – I don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily know how lively you are on a Friday night if you like a cozy movie. But I'm telling you, I often mention like Sunday movies, folding laundry movies. This is like a uh, sweatpants and comfy socks. I'm not doing shit today movie. Great for that. Um, it's a little journey, man. It's a lot of fun. <clears throat> so that that's a good rating. That's a solid rating. Now, we have to bounce right into this New little segment we have. I missed you, mister. Mr. Mr. Rosark. Tell him if we're old enough. How old? To watch that scary stuff. You know, for the parents who give up. Ozark Mark. What a song. <laughs> that was. Yes, yes. It's I'm beautiful. so glad you finally made something for it. God damn. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I mean, making it, like thin songs. Well, it's necessary. First off, you know, you, need, you needed a little, you know, something. But I actually really do because I'm so... Uh, 
I'm like, if my if like my kid was begging me to watch a horror movie, you know, I would justify it somehow. Like I'm not like I don't really like the sex and drug stuff. I often mention that, so like I would be strict about that. But outside of that, like I could say like, no, that's cool. And you're like, bro, what? No, don't don't let your kid watch that. And it's fun because Ozark doesn't have kids, so like you have a different level of like responsibility if a child was under your care. It's more of like a babysitter level of like, all right, I don't want to fuck your kid up and make him watch something. I don't want him coming back home and saying like, Ozark let us watch Last House on the Left. And they'll be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He did what? (laughs) So if you had kids under your supervision, it's October or maybe the rehab month of November, and they're saying, we want to watch something spooky, Mark. Uh, what age would you think you could pop this one in the old well, VHS player? This is this is a tough one. VCR. Okay, this is, is kind of <laughs> VCR. I'm gonna go with like, um, I think a ten, ten years old. The reason that is because it's not very scary. I don't think the 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 creatures part is really not gonna mess a lot of kids up. The step it's, it's, the stepmom part. They're not even gonna understand that. Yeah. What they are going to understand, though, is animals and cats. Now, the problem is is just uh, when you're a younger kids and animals, it hits them. It will hit some of them harder than a human dying if they see a cat dying. Oh, and we yeah. got a couple spots where this lady just snaps this snaps a cat's neck. A couple of those, obviously, they're puppets, but a child's not going to see that. It's going to feel sadness instantly, depending on your kid. If your kid loves animals, if your kid loves animals and loves cats, it's going to be scared. It's going to be sad. And it's yeah, gonna fuck them up a little bit. Yeah, you know. And I don't know, man. Kids are weird sometimes. You know that scene where Andy dies and the cat just comes and meows and sits on his dead. Like that's sad. That is sad. That's dude. a very sad moment for that cat. And people, I feel I'm like I'm saying I'm an animal Bro. person. I could give a fuck about people, really. But animals are something different. He took and a that, pencil to the ear. Yeah, and then kids will not be able to handle some of that stuff. So you got to be careful about that. Just the element with the cats. There's nothing really gory. There's nothing. <laughs> There's sex in it, but there's nothing. Yeah, it doesn't really show a lot of flesh. No, it just shows to make out. It just shows a naked back. Lots of it's implied. So I think 10 years old, solid. You are right, though, man. You remember, like, one of the saddest moments in any films? You remember in Homeward Bound where, like, the other, the cat and the dog made it, but then the old one, he was like, he's just too old. He couldn't make it. Dog. I know. And then he finally makes it. Oh, no. (laughs) You're like, hey. Oh, dude, turn it off, dude. <laughs> fucking, you know, got me when I was younger. Fucking hocus pocus when a cat gets run over, and just sitting there flat in the fucking road. It's funny now, but when I was a kid, you know what I mean? Single digits. I saw that. I was like, why the fuck? Why they gotta run over the cat? Like, oh you know my I mean? god, dude, that shit's funny. Oh. Yeah, I know that is that is that way. Yeah, you're. And that one was really bad. Homeward Bound. He's he's just too old. Dude, he didn't make it. That's, stop making movies like that. Stop. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Stop thing. involving animals. Why does the dog always have to get in orbit? Stop, kid. Stop putting animals in movies. People can't take it. That, can't hey, take it. It was funny that one dog. He got hit with the porcupine. You know, but he was like, <laughs> he was just all fucking porkied up like stop that. Stop making an- movies with animals. It's a pain in the ass. Oh, dude. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. Well, that's good. That's solid. I like that a lot. Yes, sir. So, Christian Ramey, we got to bounce out of here. We did our, we did our, we did our, we did our due diligence. Mm-hmm. We did our solid hour of time here with you. Yeah. Go, now, go watch Sleepwalkers, any, please. Any, uh, any, any final words here? Any words? 
Well, words of final for you. Keep your ear to the track because we are having uh, big announcements coming soon regarding just everything with the new season, the new year, and, uh, you know, really what's breaking down. So, obviously, if you don't follow us on all of our platforms, I would recommend to do that. That would be a big help. Obviously, we just uh, we had our little break, you know, in between seasons, so it was fun to uh, spend some time with the kids for Halloween, you know, enjoy that holiday as I like to do. But we're back in full effect. We're swinging hard, so... Um, we're out here. Tell you tell your friends. That that's really the biggest help. If you guys want to be a big help, um, just spread the word on the show. I mean, that's really what's going on. We're a growing channel, and numbers each season just keep growing exponentially, and that's amazing. And we thank all of you who have showed love and spread love. Couldn't do it without you. So, uh, you think people that would be interested? You don't have to flood people that you don't think would be interested. But if you're out and about, and you find somebody into spooky movies or uh, really just. Uh, Film critics are fun, you know, and there's a lot of people who are uh, movie buffs or movie nerds out there, so recommend them to our show. Greatly appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good week. You stay out of trouble. It's kind of getting cold, so bundle up out there. Don't get sick for the holidays, or maybe you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but, you know, enjoy your cold November and, you know, get some cider or wherever you drink, wherever you live, and warm your bones. Charles. Charles. <laughs> Ma. No, I, get you. Ma. I don't know how would you. Christian. It, it would be the end. Christian. <laughs> Ma. <laughs> Charles. All right, that's enough of that. We're out of here. Can we make a montage of him saying Charles? Oh, my God. <laughs> Charles.